The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. You know what? I'm going to have an open house today. It's time for some of you to suggest a topic, okay? I mean, for almost a year now, you've left it all up to me. I've got to come up with a topic every day, rack my brain or what's left of it. At, at 86, you're lucky to have any brain left. I have a little bit there, but uh, maybe it's time that, you know, tell me tell me what you think we should be discussing. Something that, that interests you, bugs you, drives you crazy. Um, raise the issue here. Well, let's let's discuss it. What uh, what's, what's bothering you these days? Um, any comments concerning whether students, your kids, should be masked this fall when they go back to school? Quite a bit of controversy here. It's very interesting because a lot of health authorities say, oh, the kids should be masked when they go back. But a lot of people are saying, no, you know what? If kids do get COVID, uh, it's not very serious. Uh, and uh, it's it's so inconvenient, et cetera, et cetera. So, but fortunately, Doug Ford says, look, I'm going to leave the decision up to you, the parents. If you want your kids to go to school with a mask, so be it. If you don't, so be it. That's That's just fine and dandy. What do you think? If you have students children in school, would you mask them? What What do you think should happen there? What would you do? Um, <clears throat> on another issue, I don't like to get too personal, but I, I had a, a very interesting experience this morning. I was on hold with Flare Air, thank goodness for speaker phones, for 45 minutes. <laughs> Just have a minor issue. We're flying down to to Lauderdale in February, are going going across. Finally, going to try and get back to Freeport, my beloved Bahamas. Okay, so we have a little issue with Flare Air. So I, I need to so I I I email them, which is what you're supposed to do. About 20 minutes later, back comes a notice. Uh, we could not send, or the email was not received because the recipient's mailbox is full. <laughs> okay. So we've, Leanne, who's involved with this, my daughter, between the two of us, we find a phone number and we phone. So we're on to jointly together, the two of us, for 45 minutes waiting for someone to finally appear. But one of the things that drives me crazy is that like every two minutes, on comes this very sweet voice. Please stay, stay on the line. Your call is important to us. They lie. If the call was important to them, they would answer the freaking phone. They would have enough people there to make sure that people can be answered. Okay. So every two minutes, please stay on the line. The customer service will be, whatever, will be with you very shortly. Your call is very important to us. Oh, God. So anyway, 45 minutes. Finally, we get an answer. I've already, by this time, finished my sausage and eggs. I've made my breakfast, eaten my breakfast. I'm back out <laughs> on the, in, you know, trying to get a little bit of sun or whatever it is. And finally, 45 minutes later, so there's two of us. My daughter and I are tied up for 45 minutes. But, you know, one of the things that, it really begs the question, like, does do any of these, and I'm talking primarily about major companies, do, do any of them offer any kind of really modern service? This is, you know, 45 minutes, and this is not unusual. I've been on the phone longer than that for Bell, for God's sake, trying to f find out something anyway. And I'm sure that there are many instances where you've been on for longer than 45 minutes as well. Thank God for speaker phones, right? But uh, what, I mean, I just don't understand. We have a modern economy. We are supposed to. This is not a third world nation. This is one of the world's richest nations. But we 
we can't afford to have people to service the customers properly. Let me just tell you, <clears throat> we spend a lot of time in the Bahamas. I love the Bahamas. You know what? The Bahamas, in my opinion, is the way Canada used to be back around 1960. That's about where where the Bahamas are. They're about Canada, 1960. Everybody knows everybody, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know what? You try to get the phone company or TV company or something in the Bahamas. Guess what happens? If you're on hold, they tell you how many people are on the line waiting and how long you can expect the wait. And so every time some they someone else is serviced, <clears throat> on comes another voice saying, there are now three people ahead of you. The wait is expected to be 10 minutes. And you know what? They're usually very accurate. So my my question to the to Fly Air and Air Canada and, and Bell Canada and all the rest of these giant multi-billionaire companies, billionaire companies, if the Bahamas can do it and the little Bahamas, if they can do it, tell you how long you have to wait, why the hell can't we do it here? Some do. Yeah, I've never... I've yeah, never I've experienced that a couple of times. Have you? Yeah. Oh, boy, tell me, because I've never been able to find it. But, but full disclosure, yeah. Lowell, I have also made a decent living being the, your call is very important to us. Please continue <laughs> to hold voice. So you're the, you're the disembodied <laughs> voice. Disembodied voice. I'm so... Uh, please hang on, uh-huh. because uh, your call is very important. Yep. How can you lie like that through your teeth? Because the check clears, Lowell. <laughs> Uh, I just don't understand why. I mean, wh- I mean, Fair Air is part of Air Canada, right? One of the largest airlines in the world. Why the hell can't they figure out how to put something on the phone to say how many people are ahead of you and how long you can expect to wait? It would be the decent thing to do for customers. I mean, these days, even if you're going to fly to CARP, you're looking at about $1,000. I mean, it's crazy. The, <laughs> Who's the booking that of- flight? Well, I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> I, I remember we flew to London, direct Ottawa to London, Ontario. I'm talking about Ontario. Oh, Ontario. It was $700. I can fly to London, England for less money yeah. than it cost me to fly to London, Ontario. Yep. Anyway, if, uh, if if anybody has you know ever received really good, what they would call exemplary service, I'd, I'd sure like to hear it. Anybody beat 45 minutes on hold? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Thank gosh for for speaker phone. My man, right? I I would I would love to be on hold with my insurance company right now. I have yet to get anybody from my insurance company even to call me back since the storm May twenty second. I have yet to have a conversation. So that's how long I've been on hold with them. <laughs> intact. This is intact. Uh, it's it's Bel Air. Bel Air. In, intact is part of that. There's there's a few under that umbrella. Yeah. See what gets me is these companies spend literally millions of dollars advertising. I know what what great service they have and how great they are, but they can't even phone back a customer that they've that that's already signed up with them. I mean, uh, like what? I, and you know what? I I think that many of them are using the pandemic as an excuse. Oh well, you know, all our people are. It's all baloney. Anyway, I, I just throw that out there. Forty-five minutes. The sausage were good, though. I must tell you. <laughs> hey, well, that's, on another issue. That's on the real issue. burning question here on the Little okay. Green Show today. Okay. How was the sausage, uh, John? Uh, just once again, tell people how they can get through. All right. Here. Listen on Facebook. You've got three options. You've got the Little Green Milkman Show or Blast the Radio. Uh, YouTube and Twitch, Blast the Radio, and you can of course call the show as well. Six one three four one three two two one seven. If you're listening on any of our audio streams, again six one three four one three two two one seven. Your text is welcome. As well. 
I say someone says, have you tried the ombudsman? Which ombudsman, I wonder? Oh, they probably the insurance, insurance company. Ombudsman? Yeah, how long would it take me to get a hold of the, uh, is it even ombudsman or is it ombudsperson? Uh, how long would it take me to even get in touch with the ombudsperson? <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. I've received one email back. It, it, like since May 22nd. Oh, it's been a, and by the way, my neighbor across the street had his entire fence blown down. He was, he finally got somebody on the phone from Texas, from Texas, who says, don't worry, sir. This has been an unusually busy time due to this storm. Um, but we, you know, when we appreciate you being very patient and understanding, we should have your fence fixed sometime in December. <laughs> he says, December. <laughs> Have you ever well, been to Canada in December? <laughs> yeah. By the way, while while they're at it, can they tear down the fence around the Westboro Beach? Hey, uh, <laughs> all it takes is a good gust of wind, apparently. Um, on another issue, yep. We finally have a mayoralty candidate, somebody who wants to be mayor of this city, who understands the 21st century technology. Mark Sutcliffe has come out and said that a waste-to-energy plant is one of the things that he wants to do to build for Ottawa so that we no longer have to dump our garbage on the ground in the center of the city. As you know, the present city council, in its infinite wisdom, same council that brought us light rail, et cetera, et cetera, they, they say, oh, oh we, we can't have waste-to-energy. Uh, oh, no, we would prefer to dump the garbage on the ground, which is essentially what they did in the 12th century. This uh, dumping the garbage on the ground probably was one of the reasons that the Black Plague destroyed about half the world's population. But anyway, we we, we still do it here. Uh, you know, the the Carp Mountain, and then there's whatever, whatever out in the East End, whatever it is, waste. What is it? Uh, trail Road, Trail, trail road, road Dump. Thank you. Yeah. And they all say, "Oh, we're running out of space." But waste, waste to energy, which is a euphemism for high efficiency incineration. That's, that's what Mark Sutcliffe, thank God, he's the only one, including all of the present councillors, <clears throat> all of the people running for mayor, he's the only one who understands modern technology and what we should do. It, uh, people, I, I still hear people say, oh, we can't have an incinerator, all the smoke. and everything. Folks, you know what? Just do a little bit of research. Modern incineration, there isn't even a smokestack. I have news for you. Okay, no smokestack. There's no odor. There's no noise. There's no mess. There's no there's no emissions coming from it whatsoever. The only thing that's that is left is a kind of metal which they use to strengthen asphalt. I have news for you. High efficiency incineration, waste to energy, has been used in many modern European cities for at least 30, 40, maybe 50 years. In Sweden, we, we were over to Sweden not long ago, checking this out. Some of the major buildings in, in Sweden, have their own high-efficiency incinerator in the building. <clears throat> they burn all of the garbage that's created in the building, paper and everything else that's there. And in fact, in some cases, they even pay to bring other garbage in, and it powers their building. That's that's how modern things are. But And, and people say, oh, well, you know, I, I don't know. Wait a minute. But visit Vienna. Vienna, Austria, is deemed almost every year as one of the most livable, beautiful, cities in the world 
Guess what one of the major tourist attractions in Vienna is? You got it, the Waste to Energy plant. An artist has doctored it all up. When you drive, when you come in with a bus like a tourist into Vienna, it's one of the first things you see. And everybody says, what the hell is that? Is that ever beautiful? What is that? Well, that's that's our incinerator. Incinerator, yeah. All the trucks come in underground, so there's no mess. And it powers about a third of the city of Vienna, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. If you ever drive, John, have you ever driven on Highway 407 north of Toronto? Not the 407, no. No. No? Well, many people have. When you drive 407 north of Toronto, the toll road, you drive right by a very large, modern, high-efficiency incinerator. Waste to energy. Powers a good chunk of the north of Toronto. Even Vancouver. I was surprised a little while ago to find out that Vancouver has had a waste to energy for a number of years and is building another one, but not Ottawa. Oh, no, we're going to dump our garbage. Anyway. You hear that, Arnprior? You hear that? Yeah, I hear that. I mean, Arn, come Arn, on, Arn, there's a proposal Arn. right now to build one of those in Arnprior, and people, like you said, they're losing their ever-loving minds. But, I mean, that's... NIMBY, come not on. my backyard. Come on. I mean, wake up, okay? That this, I mean, you would sooner have garbage in your backyard or in the center of your city? The Carp Mountain is, you know, if, you ever drive, if you're ever driving west along the Queensway, mm-hmm. one of the first things you see is this mountain it's a mountain and people who don't know when i say what the hell is that i said that's garbage and by the way it goes as deep into the ground almost as it does above ground all garbage leaking god knows what into where and they're, they're going to pile more in there folks this is something that has been it's com- all throughout europe it's commonplace good way to create electricity Pay for itself, according to the to the experts who've done this many many times. Uh, if we built one here to accommodate all the garbage in Ottawa, it would pay for itself in about ten years by supplying electricity. So anyway, make a long story short. Mark Sutcliffe, God bless him, says that's one of the things he wants to do. So finally, of all of the councillors, all of the people running for council, all of the people who who want to be mayor, he's the only one who's come to his senses and says, you know what? This is the 21st century. This is the capital of Canada. We shouldn't be dumping our garbage on the ground in the middle of our city. We should do what they've been doing in modern European cities for decades. High efficiency incinerator, waste to energy. You know, people. a lot of the people on the left say, oh, we don't want an incinerator because people should be recycling. I have news for you. This is the most complete safest, emission-free form of recycling available. We are recycling all of our garbage into electricity. Isn't that recycling? I, I don't understand the objection. Never have. I fought this battle for um, almost almost 40 years now. I started this battle uh, in, when I was on CFRB in Toronto started this battle. The uh, Toronto was trucking 18, 18, or no, about 30, 18 wheel trucks were taking Toronto garbage down the 401 to Michigan because Michigan, there was a place in just north of Detroit that would accept the garbage. So for years, they were trucking 30 some giant 18 wheel trucks loaded with garbage to dump it in Michigan. And when I said, you know, let's build a high efficiency incinerator. Oh my God. The leftist went nuts. John, like, does it what, not make uh, sense to people? Wait a minute. We're shipping our garbage off to foreign countries. Yeah. Like it, well, it, yeah, it just, like, and what, we, nothing wait a minute, about what, that makes sense. No, but don't, don't you, 
don't don't forget we shipped shiploads of this over to the Philippines. Remember, and they shipped it recently. They just shipped us back to us. They shipped back all kinds of our garbage back to us. Oh. Guess what? It was burned in the incinerator in Vancouver to create electricity. In Sweden, by the way, um, it is against, and, and actually, I think in Finland as well, and I believe Denmark, it is illegal, illegal to dump garbage on the ground. You will be heavily fined if they catch you dumping any kind of garbage on the ground. And in Sweden, uh, it, it powers a good chunk of the electricity that they use there. I'm talking about the incinerators to a point where sometimes they don't have enough garbage. So guess what? They are buying garbage sometimes from some other, other countries in order to make sure that they can continue really? to follow. Oh, yeah. It's, it's quite astonishing. Quite astonishing. John, what sort of a reaction are we getting here? All right. We got one uh, via the Blast the Radio website moments ago. This person says, true, but Mark Sutcliffe also wants to replace Ottawa bus fleet with electrics by 2030. I speak as an engineer. Not sensible. Not at all. So yeah, I agree. Comment regarding Mark Sutcliffe. Uh, to text 613-413-2217. We've got a call coming in here. Actually, let's just go to that right now. Unscreened. Uh, can we get your name, please? Uh, Tim. Go ahead. You're on live with Lowell Green. I know we caught you kind of off guard there, but go ahead. You're live. Sorry. Uh, the go the Liberal government wants to make the fertili all fertilizer. They want to ban all fertilizer in Canada by thir 2030, and so that's going to make the food prices extremely high. Now let's let's get the facts straight here. Uh, what they what they want to do is reduce the amount of fertilizer that farmers use by 30 percent. Uh, there's, they, they don't want to ban it completely, but you're quite right. Uh, reducing fertilizer by 30% means considerably less crops, including considerably fewer uh, food crops. You're absolutely right. It is an app as an act of absolute folly. Look, well, what, are they what about the people that use uh, manure on their fields? Are they going to ban that? You better check with the prime minister because <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I mean, they, they, he's, we, a walking, we have, he's a walking manure spreader. Well, the the fact of the matter is we, we are being governed by people with the, the average intelligence probably of a turbo snail. Uh, they know nothing. I mean, we have a minister of agriculture who I don't, I don't think understands which end of a cow comes up first, probably thinks that chocolate milk comes from black cows. I don't know. I mean, it's, we just have, you know what? We have stupid people running the country, headed by the prime minister. He's the chief. Yeah, he's a black face lawyer. Well, anyway, I, 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 what I'm saying is he wants to reduce fertilizer by 30%. Thank you for your call, sir. You're absolutely right. Go ahead. Yeah, and it's it's nitrous oxide fertilizer, so it's artificial fertilizers he wants. I think manure yeah. is... All, all fertilizers now are pretty well artificial. Yeah. I think we're still yeah. free to spread as much shit as we want, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lowell, we're 20 minutes into the show. It's an open house, folks. Anything you want to talk about, we've got a lot of response to some of the topics we've already put out there, but anything you want to talk about, uh, feel free to post that on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. I will get it up on the screen. And, of course, anything I don't get a chance to put on the screen or read to Lowell, I do forward in an email to him. And, of course, you can text or call the show as well, 613-413-2217. But, Lowell, how about a word here for Shields? Yeah, we're talking about places where you get good service. Well, here's one. Uh, you're not going to be waiting on the line for 45 minutes if you want to get through the shields, that's for sure. 
um, be, you know, they're, they're, they're from the Valley. The Valley people understand service. They understand how to treat a customer properly. And, and, and Shields is that. They've been in the same location, <clears throat> same family since 1947. Same family. Grandfather, father, and now the son. Where they have a huge warehouse there, and they tell me that 90% of all the appliances you could possibly want, they have in stock. You don't have to wait can have it delivered hopefully within two or three days um by the way the, they they have the same problem they need more drivers so the, the wait may be four or five days i don't know but what i'm saying is it's in stock it's there and and the service is great the people are they are friendly they understand you they understand the people in this area and i think that's important also shields just been approved as the licensed uh what what dealer is it um, seller for sony Sony. Yeah. Well, get it right. I got get you. Get it right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, shields.ca, folks. Good people. Good service. Thank you, John. Jace, your call has been very important to us. Thank you, Jace, for continuing to hold. You're now live with Lowell Green. Go ahead, Jace. Hi, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your call is very important to us, Jace. What's on your mind here? Regenerative agriculture in replacement of fertilizers. Right. Fertilizers, commercial fertilizers, have been used since the end of the Second World War. They started using them because they had nowhere to put the ammonium nitrate after they started building bombs. The second part is they had nowhere to put the nerve gas that they were using in these death camps, and so they turned that into pesticides. Using regenerative agriculture will actually increase production reduce the need for fertilizers by 75%, increase production by 78%, and not harm the environment. And these are actual facts for real studies, and these are not for little farms, Lowell. These are for 300-hectare actual working farms. This is not some university trial. This is for real. Well, let, me, let me just you're absolutely right. Um, there's no question that fertilizers and modern agricultural practices have, have managed to feed most of the world. I remember when I was a kid in high school, uh, back in Brantford, we had a, um, an, an assembly, and the speaker was about how the entire world was going to starve. This is back in the, in the, in the late 40s, early 50s, okay? The whole world was going to starve. We had to cut back on population. We had to stop breeding. That, this was, this was the, the, the message everywhere. The Club of Rome was a very popular organization at the time, and they, they taught this message. We're all going to starve. We don't have enough food. Well, it's modern agriculture, including modern fertilizers and pesticides that have created a situation where we have been able to feed most of the world's population. It is true that some parts of Africa, people still starve. But one of the reasons, no. one of the, it's it's not that we don't have the food to 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 feed them. It's that we don't seem to have the means to get it there. Go ahead, Jace. No, that's that, that's that's part. Of, I understand that distribution is a major cause. We have enough food to give every single person on the planet twenty eight hundred calories per day, and it is thanks a distribution to modern problem. thanks to but, modern agriculture. Yes, but here's the thing: modern agriculture is not. It, we're not. We shouldn't be thinking modern agriculture. Modern agriculture has been the problem. We were on the right path originally. Somebody sold farmers a fake bill of goods, and these are the chemical agriculture companies. These are the chemical pesticide companies that have been trying to spray all this stuff on. We're talking about Bayer, Monsanto, companies like this, Lowell. 
I've done my research. I'm working on a business plan right now on regenerative agriculture. These people, instead of feeding the crops harmful chemicals, which depletes the nutrients in the soil, by regenerating the soil, oh, you know what, Jace? Hold it, hold it, hold it, Jace, Jace, Jace. Excuse me. How many, how many fields have you plowed? Lowell, I can tell you right now. I can. How many fields have you plowed? Study, Lowell. Pardon. No, no, Jace, no, no, I don't want to hear this. This, you know, this is absolute so nonsense. So you you've got some, no, no, this is some theory that you've got. You, you phone me this when you've plowed a field. I can follow Wait. Listen, I can, I can give you. Can I, uh, let me ask, uh, I don't want to argue, Jace, sorry, sorry. Uh, ordinarily, I agree with you, but you're, you're off base here. You know, this, this uh, so, theory about the chemical companies destroying is nonsense. Sir. How do you know? Thank you. How do you know that, sir? How do you know that? I know it as well. You show me some data, sir, because I have that. Come on, I have to move on. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. I mean, this this is crazy. I mean, go ahead. All right. Uh, we got a lot of comments to get caught up on. Let's start with Donald. Sure. Everyone in school should wear a mask, is his opinion. Mark Sutcliffe says Lawrence Review Terry uh, stated he's for waste energy solutions for garbage infills. Finally, someone who's using common sense. Joshua says COVID will be here forever. Are we comfortable having the government tell us what to do with our children forever? Freedom of choice, he says. Uh, your daughter Leanne says, yep, was on hold one hour after they made a mistake regarding uh, your airline <laughs> flight. Valda, let the kids be. They need to build their immune system, so let's just leave them alone. James is on Facebook. Thank you for your comment. James, send your kids with a magic rock in their pocket. It's just as effective, he says. <laughs> uh, Lori Lowell, tell the government to stop putting best before dates on food. I see people throwing food out because it's one day over the due date. In, in my day, we wasted it or smelt it, then it went in the garbage if it smelled bad. Food banks let, let, are overrun. Let me tell you, in, in, in our house when I, when I was living with my father north of Montreal, um, he had a system of testing food, in particular mushrooms. He used to go out in the bush and he'd pick up all sorts of mushrooms. And he wasn't too sure whether they were safe or not. So he would feed them to the dog. And if the dog survived, then he figured it was safe for us. Well, one day he brought these, I'll never forget, he brought these mushrooms and fed them to the dog. The dog was fine. So we all had them. They were delicious. But half an hour later, the dog started started to have convulsions. It wasn't very funny, believe me. Nothing happened to us, but this was the last time we ever used or he ever used a dog as a test. But this be you know actually there's some truth to this best before, and I'm I must tell you that my wife is she's always checking best before. And you're right, unless I catch it one day, oh that it goes out. Well, <clears throat> I couldn't agree more. If it smells good. Eat it. Go ahead, John. Yeah, within reason. You know, yeah. It's a lot of that too is just the company making it, uh, making sure they're covering their butts. Yeah, we said it was best before. You ate it after the date. Therefore, we will not see you in court. Built in redundancy. There, yes. yes. There, there you go. 613 413 2217. Lowell, all services, especially government, use COVID as an excuse. As for big business, I believe they budget more to bring in new customers than to keep them. I dumped Bell after talking to customer retention who couldn't reduce my bill, only to continually get advertisements in the mail to get me back yeah been down that road uh let's go to mike i like when they give you the option of calling you back yeah a lot of companies do that mike you're absolutely right uh and so i've never done it though because i've never i never have faith that they're actually going to call me back in the order they get the calls but what do i know uh and says are we on hold because they popped out to do their grocery shopping since they're working from home <laughs> well actually i i think there's some growing evidence 
that one of the problems of poor government service, including in our airports and passport, yeah. is because there are a lot of people. Apparently, about 70% of all people in the passport office are operating from home. We, we talked about this, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. And there's growing evidence that it's, it's creating a problem, that there are many jobs that simply cannot be done efficiently from, efficiently from home. Go ahead, John. Just got a comment from Lisa on Facebook. Lisa, haven't seen you here in a while. Um, just a note for you, Lisa. I know you like when Lowell uses foul language. Make sure you find the podcast from yesterday, his first ever <laughs> F-bomb. You I haven't are- heard there. Uh, my wife is not very pleased with this, <laughs> believe me. I'm in deep, deep doo-doo. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, for Lisa... Uh, podcast yesterday she says i found a yogurt cup in my parents fridge from 2013 and opened it smelled fine almost 10 years old (laughs) now people are asking if she ate it i don't think i want the answer all right eric says he spent two hours to get through to a rive can uh and was on hold for approximately one and a half hours of that time i've heard i've heard this wow it's one more government service that's just a disaster wow Eileen, Lowell, why would you be going to Bahamas with weather like this, or are you booking for the cold weather? February. February is cold weather, at least last time I checked in this climate. I know it's global warming, but in February, once in a while, it's still kind of cold here. John Milkey has a follow-up to Eileen's question. Is there room for me on your couch? (laughs) (laughs) Mike Uh, says, we just drove down Merrillville Road where the windstorm was, and can can you believe there's still brush on the side of the roads waiting to be picked up? Mike, same thing here in Blossom Park. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Really? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And I still can't. You still can't get into the Conway Dog Park. It's still closed. They and they're in there every day with machines. That was huge, huge storm. Huge storm. Uh, Mark Sutcliffe says Eileen has common sense. Timothy, liberals want to ban all fertilizer by 2030. I think that may have been who called to discuss no. that. Not all fertilizers. We've been through that. 30, 30% reduction, yep. they say. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, John, we're right out of time here, my boy. All right, sir. Thank you. And uh, I just want to tell everybody that John sends me all of your your uh, texts and so I forth, do. and I, I read it all. Thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of BlastTheRadio.com.